Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Adweek Presents, where each week you hear from some of the most recognizable names in music, television, sports, and film to learn about their unique approach to marketing that have made them icons in the industry. My name is Al Manorino, and I'm the senior producer of the Adweek Podcast Network. On this week's episode, we travel back to Brand Week 2021, where Adweek senior editor Terry Stanley was joined by this actress, executive producer, activist, and best-selling author. This week's guest truly exemplifies authenticity and hustle. With the relaunch of her hair care line, becoming co-founder of the organic children's snack food line Bitsies, and most recently launching Proudly, a baby company specially formulated for children of color, all while serving as an advocate for systematic change within the entertainment industry, this trailblazer and entrepreneur joined us for day two of Brand Week to discuss defining your narrative, acting on personal beliefs, and what true partnership entails. You can watch this week's guest work right now in the Disney Plus remake of Cheaper by the Dozen after listening to this conversation when Adweek presents Gabrielle Union. Good morning, Gabrielle. Yes, good morning. Hello, how are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Welcome. Thank you so much for being part of our event today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Uh, A couple of quick words about Gabrielle. So I'm going to try to summarize Gabrielle's career in 100 words or less. So wish me luck, right? (laughs) Um, Gabrielle is an actor, executive producer, entrepreneur, an activist who calls it like she sees it on the reg. She's the author of two children's books with her husband, Dwayne Wade. We know who the real power in that power couple is, though, right, Gabrielle? Don't tell the others. We won't. Shh. No one tell D. Wade. We said that. <laughs> we can see her soon in Cheaper by the Dozen on Disney+. Plus. We can read her even sooner. There was a, a book a few years ago called We're Going to Need More Wine. It did quite well. It was a New York Times bestseller. Now, just dropped. Is her sequel brilliantly called You Got Anything Stronger? Says everyone all the time. (laughs) We're also going to cover several brands that are near and dear to Gabrielle in this chat. One is Flawless, her hair care line that she relaunched about a year ago. Another is Bitsies. She is a co-founder. It is a healthy and budget-friendly 
snack line for kids. She has also launched a baby care line called Proudly, aimed at children of color. Welcome, Gabrielle. Did I do it in 100 words or less? I don't think so. It felt like it. You did an amazing job. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. I I have to ask about this book, since that is um, one of the, the latest projects you have going on. I'm just wondering, when you have a successful book under your belt, what is the most challenging thing about writing another one? Well, you, you never want to have a drop off, right? So, um, but with this one, I realized I had left a lot on the table with the first one. Um, as, as brave and as transparent as, as uh, folks thought I was, I, I knew that there were plenty of chapters that I left out because I just wasn't ready to talk about those subjects in public in a real and impactful way. So I held those chapters back. So Time goes on, more life happens. I've gotten a lot more therapy and I realized that maybe I'm in a better position now to go back and revisit some of those things, especially during a pandemic when we're all so isolated. Everyone feels like you're, you're drowning in plain sight and everyone's just walking by watching you you know, suffer instead of throwing a life preserver. So with this book, I really wanted to try to throw as many life preservers out there as possible and cover as much ground as possible, You know, um, really hit some of those more challenging issues that we don't like to talk about, that we whisper about, we don't talk about openly. So um, yeah, this one, I leave nothing on the table, nothing at all. Um, Looking at the big picture, because you're involved in so many different things, lots of different ventures, brand work, um, investing, is there an overarching theme or a thread that runs through these various projects or perhaps even a common goal that you have? My goal, my overall goal is to increase diversity and inclusion in a real way, in an impactful way, to center the needs, narratives, um, uh, desires of marginalized communities. Um, I I think a lot of uh, companies um, target marginalized communities, but it it feels like exploitation um, because those companies are not made up of anyone that they're they're going after. So I wanted to help create companies for us, by us, that center our needs. Um, And that's really what it all kind of, that's that's the overarching theme for everything I go into. Um, At this stage of the game, I'm I'm a little longer in the tooth than perhaps I had been when I was considered an ingenue. And I just took whatever came my way, whether it made sense or not, or whether I agreed with the people or not. Um, now that I can be more thoughtful, um, I want to increase employment uh, in, in the marginalized communities. I want to cr- increase access. I want to create pro- projects and products that are affordable and accessible um, and relatable. Um, and I, and I want to try to empower as many marginalized people as I can along the way. I think I, I saw something interesting you said about Bitsy's that you, this is not an aspirational brand. So talk a little bit about what you mean by that. I think it dovetailed on what, what you were just saying. Yeah. I don't believe that health and wellness should be luxury considered luxury items. Um, we all need as, as human beings, we need to be healthy and we need to be well. Um, and when you price children's snacks, you know, um, through the roof, that things that would break any anybody's budget, and you only put those healthy snacks in specialty, uh, you know, grocery stores or grocery stores that you just would not find in any marginalized community, 
what you're doing is you are segmenting the population into who deserves healthy snacks, who deserves to be well, who deserves to have access to these kinds of products, and who doesn't? Who do we not care about? Who are we going to market, you know, products that are filled with, you know, bad things for your body, bad things for your mind, make you sluggish? Who are we pushing those on, you know? Um, And I wanted to try to do my best to reverse that and create healthy, affordable, accessible snacks that taste good, that where you recognize the the, the flavor profiles um, that are available everywhere. Um, And they're not going to break anybody's bank, but someone had to say, hey, maybe we can, um, I can afford to minimize, you know, to uh, um, minimize the profit margins a bit and and not, you know, uh, make hand over fist, you know, money based off of marginalized communities that are so in des- so in desperate need of these products and services. That's and, just my okay. And Walmart is a big distributor of that brand, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, we are now in Walmart. That was a huge, huge thing. I mean, you have to think about it in the food industry, uh, women leading those companies, 2%, 2%. When you think about who, who grocery shops, right? stereotypically who grocery shops it tends to be women but women are not in control of the vast majority of the food industry so when i saw you know my other two partners maggie and alex i and we had this shared uh passion they both come from the nonprofit world so they're already speaking my language and we're not out to you know make a killing we're out to create healthy um easily accessible snacks but everyone has to be on board if you have one person that wants to gouge and and exploit now we're not in alignment so luckily i have other co-founders um and our our our, new, our our soon to be named ceo we're all women all mothers and we're all on the same page and it's about making sure these products are out there and we're able to um have brand um and distribution alignment Um, And Walmart has been an amazing partner for us. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So uh, we will circle back with you on that soon to be announced CEO. Yes. We hope to announce it with us. <laughs> but that this, your explanation just now would, would answer the question, why get into c- categories of business that are very competitive, that are jam-packed with legacy brands. So that's for the snacks, for the healthcare, I mean, for the hair care, and for your baby care line. Is that same philosophy on why to do those 
it's the same philosophy because when you look at it, okay, yes, there, there are a lot of brands, but how many brands center the needs of marginalized communities of melanated babies? So like with proudly, our whole company centers the needs of marginalized, um, you know, children, babies. Uh, and by that, I mean, any child who has melanin has unique skin challenges. So when you have those legacy brands, they're not centering the needs of our children. Um, not in price, not always in accessibility, not always in relatability. When you look at those boards, they don't look like marginalized folks or melanated folks. So what we came in and we recognized that it's actually not crowded for people who are centering the needs of melanated babies. Do the products work for everyone? Absolutely. But they especially work for children uh, with melanated skin who need extra moisture, um, who need that um, those extra nourishing um, you know, ingredients for our skin that perhaps other brands are not as... Um, they're definitely not centering the needs of melanated children. Um, and then we wanted to make sure that we're priced right. You know, um, just because we know that we are, we are meeting a need, a desperate need, doesn't mean you jack up the price. You have to make sure that you are meeting your consumer where they're at and that they can actually afford these amazing products and they're, that they're in stores that are actually in marginalized communities. Um, and women, you know, but we started with, how are we putting this company together? I, you know, there's certain companies that have money and certain folks that have a lot of money that want, want it in. It's like, if you're not in alignment, you know, that you're not a great fit for us. You know, thank you for your interest. So when you look at our board of directors, when you look at our, you know, company, you know, I challenge every company, put the headshots up not just your board of directors, because that tells you everything you really need to know right there, but of everyone who's in a decision-making position of power in your company, what do they look like? We will proudly show ours. And you can see that it's, it's truly diverse and inclusive of everyone. When you say, I want everyone to enjoy these products, but then you look at, well, who's, who's controlling this brand? Who's, who's calling the shots? Okay, well, that doesn't look like everyone. So then you're probably not meeting the needs of everyone. So we, we're, we're approaching it differently from inception and we have to be in alignment and there is no compromising on that. How do you decide, Gabrielle, when you will or will not work with a brand, say as an endorser, as a, a public face of a brand, as opposed to maybe investing, or maybe those are exactly the same boxes that need to be checked? It comes down to people, like with investing, you know, I get all kinds of opportunities to invest in, in companies that you're like, oh, I can see how this could make someone billions of dollars, but who are you? I believe in people. I love people. My degree is in sociology. I love intergroup, you know, you know, interaction. Like I, that is my whole jam. So if I'm looking at um, who, you know, who you are beyond just the resume, if I go down your social media, what am I going to see? What am I going to see? Who am I investing in? I invest in people, not their ideas. I, I, I invest in your dreams. So if I like you and your dreams, whether they're going to make me $2 or $2 million, that's the, 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 my win is helping your dream come true. I don't know how successful I'm going to be at that, but I feel great and I can sleep well at night. 
So I do the same thing when it comes to different companies that that reach out and want me to be a part of their brand. Um, when it comes to just endorsing things, which I don't really do that often these days, pretty much most things that I'm looking to do, I, I want equity. Um, if you're going to use me, let's use each other. If you eat, I should eat. And if you can afford to pay me that much, you're making a lot more than that. So share the wealth. And that's how I work. You know what I mean? If you invest in me, if I eat, we're all eating, you know? Um, so, and then we go into what are the bogeys? Where are the bogeys with this brand? You know, um, what are their campaign contributions look like? What are their stances on things? Have they come out again? You know, I want to know who I'm hopping into bed with. Um, and you try to do your due diligence. You try to see where those bogeys are. You try to see if, if uh, there are, are any problematic uh, folks in the company. Because um, what I, I will not do is line the pockets of a problematic person, product, company. You know, it, it's not worth it to me. I need to be able to sleep at night. So those are generally speaking the things that I look for and efficacy. Um, are, do you have a real, um, you know, great product? Does it actually work? Or are you trying to use me to sell smoke and mirrors? I'm not lying to anybody. So if this stuff doesn't work, this isn't going to work for me. I'm not hawking, you know, products that don't work. Um, and then it's, it's, uh, how are you, how do you treat the people that work with you? You know, I want to walk through the company. I want to have breakout sessions, all of this before the, this is meeting one. I want to know, are, are they kind? Are they respectful? Do you get maternity leave? Do you, know, are you able to nurse, you know, in your office? Um, do they, you know, do they respect pronouns? Like, I, I want to know, I want to know, you know, all of these things. Um, and it has to just make sense. And I, and I want to make sure that whatever I put my name on and stand behind, that it works, it is available, and it is, it is affordable. Those are my, my, my pillars, you know, for the most part. Um, otherwise, it has to just be something that is so beyond aspirational to me that, you know, I lose my mind. But that hasn't happened yet, you know. Give it time. I've, I've only been in Hollywood 25 years. Maybe, you know, maybe, it, you know, I'll... I'll lose my marbles soon enough and start making terrible decisions. Um, the best learning in life and business uh, often comes from trying and failing. I'm wondering if there are things that have not worked and how did you deal with that? Absolutely. No, I, I launched Flawless years ago, um, you know, because at the time I wasn't getting a ton of of offers and, and someone, you know, I always wanted my own hairline and, you know, this group came and they're like, we'll give you your own hairline. But I was definitely not in the majority. I wasn't a majority, um, you know, owner of, of the company. I was a face and the people who had the ability to make all of the decisions not only did not look like me, they did not look like our consumers. And so they were making bottom line decisions, not what is the best what are the best ingredients for our consumers? What are the best price points for our consumers? What are, what are the best um, distribution partners for our consumers? It was all about making money. And we did fine, but I felt terrible. And I, I learned very quickly that I was just the face. I had no power. I, I had no power to stop anything. I had no power to start anything. Um, so when that, you know, that, uh, that deal ran its course, I, I was like, I have to buy back my company. I have to wrestle back control of Flawless and I want to relaunch it and relaunch it right with the right people and, and having people that look like the consumers 
in charge of the ingredients, of the packaging, of the marketing, of our, you know, of finding those relationships with the distribution partners, making sure the stores that sell that sell flawless are actually in the community, and making sure that, okay, yes, these products are amazing, but nothing's going to be over ten dollars, because just because they work doesn't mean you have to price gouge. That's not how I. That's just not how I roll. Um, and I needed to make sure that everyone was in alignment and on board. And we just found an amazing team. And, and this time around, we are Black, not just Black-led. We are Black-marketed. We are Black, you know, we have Black publicists. We have, you know, we have Black creative teams. We have, you know, Black photographers and, and, and models. That, like, everyone looks like the consumer. Um, and that's how we have been able to be so successful and expand perhaps sometimes faster than our supply chain. Um, but these are high-class problems. And I'd rather go to bed with those problems than feel like I'm, I'm, I'm selling wolf tickets to my own people for someone else's profit. That's certainly not mine. Um, that didn't feel good. So as we relaunch Flawless and it's, you know, the response has been tremendous and the expansion has been a little faster than we had thought. Um, you know, we were Walmart moved up our, our launch date, you know, to this month. We're like, yep. Oh God. Somebody call, somebody call the warehouse. Um, but these, again, these are high class problems because of the efficacy and the affordability and Walmart makes, allows us to be even more accessible than Justin Sally's, which really was a game changer for us. Um, but I, I'm relaunching, um, my Nyko line, my New York and company line next week. Um, and again, you know, Nyko, New York and Company went bankrupt. We were bought out by the Saudia Group. And when, you know, they were like, we want, you know, the GU line back. I was like, I got to meet you. I got to talk to you. Got to make sure we're in alignment. Um, I want to try to save us. I know we lost a lot of jobs. I know we lost our brick and mortar. You know, the company and our employees have, have gone through a really, really, really painful year, have suffered some tremendous financial losses. I want to try, I wanted to try to, to save as many jobs as possible. And then can I bring on some more women of color, you know? Um, and they were like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, this is going to work out beautifully. Um, and it has, and, um, but you have to just stick, stand your ground, stick, stick by your morals and values as a brand and as a human being. Um, and you'll be surprised, you know, when you have the courage of conviction, People are like, okay. And when they say no, eventually that turns into a yes. You know what I mean? When you, when you combat any kind of hesitancy with facts and figures and logic, there's a point where they're like, yeah, that's right. You know, let me hold on. Let me put my ego aside and say, yeah, maybe this girl from Bring It On has got a point, you know, and, and maybe I screwed the pooch on this one and, and you're right. And let's, 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 let's make it right. Let's make it right before we launch and um, let's launch with, with both feet forward and the full support of the whole company behind you. And that's exactly what I have. Speaking of the courage of convictions and being outspoken, how do you think your role as an activist may impact your various businesses? I, I wonder if there have been any blowback on you. Not, not at all. Not at all. And certainly not in marginalized communities. Having people stand up for our community, when we are generally, you know, pushed off to the side, our needs, our wants, our desires um, are pushed to the side, um, you know, and then when it's like, oh, we got to, 
we got to sell some stuff. No, we're, we love diversity and inclusion. Didn't you see our black square on Juneteenth on 2020? Yeah, don't look at our board. Don't look at anyone in decision-making, but no, we're, yeah, we're into this. And that's not the case. And so when you have people who are willing to, to put their neck out and say, you know what, even if you lop my head off, there's a, there's a hundred behind me. And you're going to have to keep fighting this fight. You can do right now or you can do right later, but you're going to do right. Because at the end of the day, it's not good business to, um, <laughs> to, not, to not adequately service every community that you're trying to reach. You're actually hustling backwards, you know, um, because that's what you've always done it. And, and, you know, whatever, just because you always did, it doesn't mean you have to keep doing it, you know? Sometimes when you keep running into a brick wall, there's a point, some point is like, maybe stop, maybe stop and take a left. And that's what I'm challenging. Um, not just the brands that I'm involved with, you know, to do, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to tap some folks on the shoulder. Like you're in a great position. They, they can't, they can't cancel you. They can't malign you. They can't fire you. What are you going to do now that you're in that room? Don't get complacent. We need you. So no, I have not suffered anything. If anything, my, you know, and I, and someone checked me and I love when I get checked and I learned something in my whole life shifts. Activists do the work every day. That is their life's blood. I'm an advocate um, for activists. I'm an advocate for causes and for the fight. Um, But I'm not 24 seven. I, I'm going to go shoot a Disney movie. I'm going to go do this. I got it, you know, whatever. So it's not my every day. So, and I was like, yes, I am an advocate for a number of causes that I'm incredibly passionate about. I put my money where my mouth is. I show up. I try to do as much work as I can. um, And I try to make sure that I can um, empower and uplift and amplify the voices of the people who are actually in the trenches every day, day in and day out. Um, And and once they explained it that way, I'm like, Okay, advocate. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna change my language because you are absolutely right, and that is that is a fair dragging, um, as the kids say. I got drugs with filth a little bit, and I took it and I learned from it, and they're absolutely right. So, um, being an advocate um, might have cost me a couple jobs here and there for people who don't like to be, you know, to have someone, and certainly not a black woman, point out some of the shortcomings. Um, that, that a company or a, you know, um, a show or a, you know, product or, you know, uh, experiencing and, you know, like, help me help you. I'm trying to make you better. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, um, you know, increase, you know, your, your audience. I'm trying to increase your, your consumers and you're working against me and you, you seem to have an attitude. Oh, wait, oh, I'm fired. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, hold on. Um, but for every job I've lost, I've gained, you know, 10 more. So, you can, you know, there might be a speed bump, but there is no stop sign. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep coming for your neck. So change now, change later. It's going to happen. Is there advice that you would give to your younger self about maybe your career path? Stop shape to stop shape shifting for some folks comfort and, and to, to be in their gaze and to have that validation for people who wouldn't spit in your direction if you were on fire, stop shape-shifting. Be who you are. Have the courage to stand in your conviction. And it's okay to say, you know what? That's not right. That's wrong. To speak up for yourself and other people. You will, If you lose a stupid job 
due to pointing out problematic behavior, that's not the job you want. You know what I mean? That check, it will clear, but that's that's like poisonous money and you don't want a part of it. There will be more opportunities because you have talent and you are tenacious and um, you're a good person and people like to have you around. So don't, don't keep shifting and shape-shifting and trying to be everything to everyone and nothing to yourself. You will get nowhere and you won't be able to sleep at night. It's going to give you, it's going to exacerbate your anxiety. Don't do it. Not worth it. Um, I wish someone would have told me that 30 years ago. Are there any other perhaps takeaways or words of wisdom that you would like to leave our audience with? Ways that they can maybe go about um, handling their own career, handling situations that may be difficult for them? Yes. Asking for help does not make you weak. You can put that on a coaster. I don't know is a real answer. You should follow that up with, I don't know, but let's find out together. Whether that's your children, whether that's your team, whether that's your coworkers, your employees, they will have so much more respect for you if you're just honest than leading with some old BS that everyone's like, that to carry the one. Nope, that still makes no sense. It's okay to say, I don't know, but let's figure it out together. Gabrielle, thank you so much for joining us today. We're honored to have you. No, the honor is all mine and I appreciate your time today. Thank you for listening to Adweek Presents, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay up to date on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.